This is Brent Buckley. Welcome to the Voice of Common Sense, where we explore the decline and fall of the American Republic, the corruption that brought it about, and how to fight back. Today, I would like to talk about globalism. One of the horrors that has been promised by the Biden administration is an immediate reversal of President Trump's policy of America first and a return to globalist elites first, everyone else second, but in all cases, America dead last, at least a traditional constitutional America dead last. What is globalism anyway? It is a radical new system of world political governance and world economic relationships designed to remove the United States as the preeminent economic power in the world and steal American wealth for a wealthy ruling class of international elites. The globalist plan includes the destruction of the American middle class but building a new middle class in China. Globalism is, always has been, and always will be the enemy of the American middle class. In the mind of the new global elite, it is always and always will be globalism versus the United States of America. Globalism is the rogue regime. These globalist elites are not citizens of a country, but citizens of the world. They have no allegiance to any sovereign country. In their megalomaniac fanaticism for wealth, power, and control, they consider themselves rulers of the world. Globalism began with a seemingly innocent first step in 1993. That step was Bill Clinton's North American Free Trade Agreement, also known as NAFTA. Congress passed the law with great fanfare and self-congratulations. Simply put, the NAFTA agreement allowed goods manufactured in foreign countries by foreign labor with foreign materials to be imported into the U.S. by international corporations without paying import taxes to the U.S. Treasury. This is where the free part of the so-called free trade agreement comes in. The words free trade sound innocuous, even, well, fair. But here is what actually happened as a result of free trade and globalism. First, the management teams of major corporations operating in America closed their factories by the hundreds and fired millions of American industrial workers, leaving them unemployed, destitute, and at the mercy of government welfare programs. The next step in the move to globalization was that these international corporate management teams moved their manufacturings out of the U.S. to China and other countries, thus turning American industrial hubs into dystopian pits of rust, filth, drugs, and crime. Clinton, the Democratic Party, and corporate America did this knowingly, deliberately, and joyfully. If you want to see what these factory closings and the firing of the American middle class workers has wrought, take a drive through Gary, Indiana, or Flint, Michigan, or East St. Louis, or any of the formerly robust American industrial cities. What you will see is a dystopian horror of rusting factories and utterly hopeless unemployed lost souls, and of course, crime, gangs, and violence. But on the upside, you can go to Costco and buy a new big screen TV from China or a washing machine from Bangladesh for 50 bucks less than before NAFTA. The next step in the development of globalism was for the globalist elite to bribe Congress into forcing the United States military into a new role. 
No longer would the U.S. military serve only to protect the American interests and American citizens from attack by other countries. The military would now be deployed to protect the international assets of the global corporate elites, assets like the oil fields of the Middle East. This is largely what the George Bush, Dick Cheney administration was all about, forcing our military resources into action, not on our behalf, we the people, but on the behalf of the global citizens of the world, living in their homes scattered about in Paris, Basel, Dubai, Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Singapore. The next step in the globalist enterprise was to take control of the U.S. Congress such that Congress quit working on behalf of the American citizens and began to work solely for globalist elites. The first thing our politicians, oh, I'm sorry, their politicians in Congress did to enhance globalism was to yield American sovereign authority to a whole host of so-called international government organizations. The World Bank, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, the World Trade Organization, the European Union, and a host of other world organizations. At this point, the globalists were well on their way to gaining even more power and more wealth by, for all practical purposes, eviscerating the sovereignty of the United States. The next step the globalist elites took to undermine American sovereignty was a masterstroke. They began to force their politicians in Congress, formerly our politicians in Congress, to stop enforcing immigration law and thereby creating de facto open unprotected borders, a plan that guaranteed to destroy the unity and culture of the United States. The beauty of open borders for the global elite was that not only did it destroy American political and cultural unity, it dramatically drove down wages. Let me tell you a story. In a previous incarnation, I worked for the United States Department of Justice in the area of immigration law and immigration justice. One day I was at an immigration court very near the Mexican border in Southern California. I was watching illegal aliens, criminal felons all, sitting in their deportation hearings. At the end of the day, 20 of these illegal criminal aliens had their deportation orders in hand and were put on one of those green INS buses for removal to Mexico some six miles away. But the engine of the bus simply wouldn't start. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. A mechanic came out and was soon deep inside the engine working like mad. After about 20 minutes, one of the freshly deported illegal criminal aliens sitting on the bus awaiting deportation across the border Ask a question. How long is this going to take? I have to be in Los Angeles by 9 o'clock tonight. That's all you need to know about how immigration law is enforced in the United States. It's a joke. So let's recap. Globalism is, among many other things, the closing of our American factories, the firing of the Americans who worked in those factories, yielding American political decisions to international organizations, the destruction of American political unity, the weakening and dissolving of American culture, and the driving down of wages. And be certain, ultimately, open borders destabilizes electoral democracy in the U.S. and eventually leads to rigged elections. But globalism is far worse than these horrors. 
Additional horrors were made possible by a confluence of several simultaneous technological developments. The personal computer, the internet, the cell phone, social media, and advanced data mining. These five technologies have, over the last 20 years, combined to allow every American's every word, every thought, every financial transaction, every photograph, every bank account, every personal letter, and every phone call to flow across what we used to call the World Wide Web. Within less than a decade, a mere half dozen massive global corporate management teams were monitoring every move, every thought, every personal exchange, and everything that each and every American did, thought, or shared 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the global monopolists who owned and managed these technologies began tracking and permanently recording on their servers and used this knowledge to blackmail, threaten, intimidate, and destroy any American who dared to refuse to do exactly what the global elite wanted. Big Brother is here to stay in the form of big tech, and they're spying on each and every one of us. The totalitarian technocrats now rule the globe with an iron fist. Just think of just what recently happened to Parler. They were utterly destroyed at the hands of a very evil and corrupt company called Twitter. When the voice of common sense talks about the rogue regime, it is talking about this new global coalition of big tech, big government, big media, big China, big education, and big finance. And all of these entities seek to destroy the traditional American Republic and replace it with a totalitarian, megalomaniacal regime. The rogue regime is in fact an amalgamation of fascist state capitalism and communist totalitarian rule. The behavior of the globalist elite shows us that they are the specter of evil, that they are immoral, unethical, and utterly without redeeming value. The next step of the global elites was to cut a deal with the communist regime of China and establish a horrific left-leaning global fascism. My friends, the free American Republic is dead and the global regime has arrived. In fact, today is Wednesday, January the 20th. The global regime took office today, formally in America, or at least a part of the rogue regime uh, took office today. The coming Biden globalism is not just a repeat of the globalism of Clinton, Bush, and Obama, but a more dangerous, muscular, and repressive globalism. Industrial workers will be doomed to unemployment, underemployment, low wages, government assistance. One of the strangest phenomenon in America is the fact that the rank and file private sector union employees still vote Democrat. The Democratic Party is dedicated to utterly destroying the American worker and their families. That is, unless that worker is a government worker. Understand that the management teams and the majority stockholders of global corporations will along with the Chinese Communist Party, be the recipients of large shares of the massive wealth flowing out of the USA. The losers will not be the global elites, will not be Biden's rogue regime. The losers will be us, you and me. 
And never forget that the reason Donald Trump was unmercifully persecuted day in and day out and eventually destroyed was not because of his admittedly crass and sophomoric personality or because of any of the fake criminal charges made up against him. No, it was because Trump had put an end to the rape of the American industrial worker when he put an end to globalism. The entire five-year campaign of Trump hatred by all of our institutions had nothing to do with Trump's personality or alleged crimes. The persecution was all about restarting the globalist party at the expense of the American middle class, a group of people that the Democratic Party considers utterly irrelevant. As the return to globalism gains momentum under Biden, expect that the Chinese Communist Party will have ever-increasing influence on all public policy coming out of Washington. Expect that for all practical purposes, Biden, the Democratic Party, and the Republican Party, without Trump for that matter, will make the U.S. a de facto colony of the Chinese Communist Party, at least economically speaking. Expect massive increases in the numbers of Chinese under the direct control of the Communist Party to flood into the United States and into every institution in America. Expect that the Biden administration, including Obama and George Soros, who are part of this administration, perhaps even the architects behind this administration, to facilitate the mass transfer of American technology to China, thereby weakening the U.S as an economic competitor of China. Expect Biden and Obama to align with China, Iran, Russia, to the detriment of our allies in Western Europe. And never forget that the Chinese Communist Party has Biden and many key members of his administration and his family under their thumb by having the evidence of their crimes against the U.S. The Democratic Party is fully behind the globalist billionaires and utterly committed to making the American industrial worker subservient and economically weak. Again, unless the worker is a government worker, based on their actions, the Democratic Party considers American industrial workers expendable. That these workers still walk, translate to the polls, and vote for an entirely reconstituted Democratic Party is puzzling. But perhaps it is understandable because the Republican Party isn't much interested in the American worker either. The only union employees that the Democrat Party considers worthy of its total support are those in government employee unions. Government union employees, particularly at the state and local levels, will, upon their retirement, in many cases be getting pensions in excess of the salary they received when they were working. And these mostly six-figure annual pensions will be paid by us through higher property taxes, increased income taxes, and the coming wealth tax on our retirement and savings account. And that is coming, my friends, I promise you. The unholy alliance of elected officials and government employee unions has corrupted our public services beyond anything that would have been imaginable 50 years ago. The U.S., while being touted as a robust, sovereign nation, will be a de facto colony of the Communist Party in China. This is the Biden-Obama-George Soros vision. And while a shell of the country will remain in place, we will be de facto a mere sub-state of China. 
there will be a massive outflow of trade deficit dollars to China and elsewhere. This is an outright transfer of American wealth out of this country into China. But understand that the management teams and majority stockholders of global corporations will, along with the Chinese Communist Party, be the recipients of large shares of massive wealth flowing out of the USA. It's going to the world citizens of the global elite, not to us. The losers will not be the global elites in Biden's rogue regime. The losers will be us, you and me. And never forget that the reason Donald Trump was unmercifully persecuted day in and day out and eventually destroyed was not because of his admittedly crass and sophomoric personality or because of any of the fake criminal charges made up against him. No, it was because Trump had put an end to the rape of the American industrial worker when he put an end to globalism. The entire five-year campaign of Trump hatred by all our institutions had nothing to do with Trump's personality or alleged crimes. The persecution was all about restarting the globalist party at the expense of the American middle class. A group of people that the Democratic Party considers utterly irrelevant. As the return to globalism gains momentum under Biden, expect the Chinese Communist Party to have ever-increasing influence on all public policy coming out of Washington. Expect massive increases in the number of Chinese under the direct control of the Communist Party to flood into the United States and into every institution in America. Expect that Biden, Obama, and George Soros as well will facilitate the mass transfer of American technology to China and elsewhere, thereby weakening the U.S. as an economic competitor to China. Expect Biden and Obama and Soros to align with China, Iran, Russia, to the detriment of our allies in Western Europe. Never forget that the Chinese Communist Party has Biden and many key members of his administration and his family under their thumb by having the evidence of their crimes against the U.S. One clear example being the Biden's family's selling of access to the U.S. government for millions in hard, cold cash to Biden, Joe Biden, his family, and his friends. But these crimes will soon disappear in the vapor of a massive propaganda campaign. And understand that under the Biden administration, his influence peddling scheme that is devastating to the U.S. and has been devastating to the U.S. will continue on steroids. The crimes will continue. The only difference will be that Congress will demand a large cut of the spoils, much larger than they've been getting. Also expect B-1 employment visas to be granted by the millions to foreign workers, especially high-tech workers from India. This will result in tens of thousands of American high-tech workers having to go into low-tech, lower-paying jobs. There you have the nuts and bolts of globalism. The new improved globalism is coming, and it is not going to be good for you. That's all for now, folks. This is Brent Buckley, the voice of common sense, saying take care, be safe, and see you soon.